0: Welcome to the Oddsbreakers, number one place
1: for shared sharp betting information.
0: Welcome back to Podcast 14 of 2021. I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us the Oddsbreakers, follow us social media, slash the Oddsbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by mybookie.a. G for a 100% sign-up bonus. Please visit my booking. Use the promo code. The odds, breakers, terms, conditions, and location apply. If you'd like to help us out, with our cost sponsor the website, the podcast. We would love to help you out. Please visit theodsbreakers.com. Click shop and become a member. Pick any of our winning handicappers. You get their premium plays before the line moves. You can also join the Discord channel and ask anything to us about any games. And if nothing else, please visit THEODDSBREAKERS.com and become a free picks newsletter. Subscriber, well, my friends, the world might be in a shitty place and it might keep getting shittier and shittier as it has been going. But the one thing that is consistent is that sports and sports betting is a nice distraction from it. You know, I know a lot of you guys come to this podcast as a distraction and to have some fun talking about sports, learning about sports. Take seeing my sides or my angles on certain games and uh, that's what I do too I listen to tons of podcasts out there maybe I'm listening to your podcast right now and no matter what we're always going to be here to try to give you that little distraction that you need to get away from the chaos of what you hear during your everyday lives but I love doing this and I want to thank you guys so much for supporting The Oddsbreakers and listening to us for so long. This is our sixth season now. Because of you, we are able to grow and add wonderful handicappers to the OddsBreakers.com that is giving away free plays every single day. Their premium plays have absolutely been killing it as well. And now we have a total of five podcasts at The Oddsbreakers that I've been working on to create separate RSS feeds for. So now, if you just want to listen to, for example, Chris Farley's podcast, you can go to Apple iTunes and just search out that one yourself rather than getting all the podcasts if you choose. So same thing with mine. I made a separate RSS feed for the original Odds Breakers podcast. Um, Some people don't like getting updated all the time, when it comes to their podcasting platform. So just wanted to let you guys know that, that we all now have our separate RSS feeds. If you are a handicapper and want to get your name out there and have some experience, I'd love to hear from you here at the Odds Breakers. Please feel free to reach out to us. You know We're looking for great people, positive people, people that uh, care more about the content that they provide rather than straight up, Trying to beat their peers. You know, it's really all about beating the books here at the Odds Breakers. And we're learning every single day as we go from each other to try to create this one happy family. So thanks to you, listeners out there, for making all of this possible. Now we have a wonderful guest today, and Mr. Brian Edwards from Vegas Insider and Major Wager. He's going to come on and talk about some huge college basketball games for the weekend. We're going to talk about UFC on ESPN 49 and whatever else decides to come up. Also, check out Sports Wagering University at Sports Wagering U on Twitter. Just got done doing the classes for the NCAA March Madness version. Uh, I think they turned out great. Got a lot of positive feedback from all of the hard work that Carson and and Kyle and Michael and Devin and myself and Nick and Chris and just all the people at the Sports Wagering University to create a great platform for people just to sharpen their skills at what we love to do so make sure you check that out also if you have any questions about sports wagering you check out the discord channel and feel free to put in your thoughts questions and inquiries all right without further ado let's get into the show with mr brian edwards now i'm excited to welcome back an sec man and longtime friend of the odds breakers you heard him many times on sports radio shows podcasts across the country you can find him and his work at Vegas Insider and majorwager.com i'm really happy to welcome back mr brian edwards from brian edwards sports and vegas insider you can follow him at vegas b edwards brian what has been happening my man we are getting closer and closer to march there's just a lot of sports events craziness <laughs> what's up buddy
1: what's up brother thanks for having me uh it's all good over here man i've been on a nice nice run since last wednesday i went 4 and 0 last Wednesday, 4 and 0 on uh, Thursday, 3 and 0 on Friday. And uh, so that was what 11 and 0 going into Saturday and I went 3 and 2, Sunday I went 2 and 1, and Monday and Tuesday I went 3 and 1 both times with my loss on Monday being the Syracuse Georgia Tech under that went over by 1 point in overtime and then the the only loss on um, what Tuesday was, um, the one point loss or the one point non cover by Boise state minus two winning by one after being up 10 at halftime. Dang. So, uh, and then finally I didn't have a winning night. I went two and two last night. I lost Rutgers. I won Providence, had to work for it a long long t- after hours work for that one. And I lost, um, what was my other L? Um, and what was my, oh oh I know what it was I lost St. John's and I won the St. John's over.
0: Oh, well, there you go. You got the over. They've been killing it in overs lately. Um you know uh that's I could use some of that mojo you got because uh 2 days ago I was 4 points away from 4 and 0 and I went 2 and 2 and then uh last oh. night Wisconsin decided to not hit free throws at the end making uh my day 2 and 4. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what yeah, so yeah, that's I, a
1: 25 uh, and 7 streak since last Wednesday that I is think I those up.
0: that is amazing that's exact kind of streak I was on about a week and a half ago and then it kind of nice. kind of cleared itself out but hey man it's uh heating up now and we have a lot to talk about because we have some college basketball we have some UFC good stuff but I want to cover all of our bases my man So as you know, I like to look at some teams that are possible fade teams, maybe a little bit overvalued or undervalued, and some teams uh, that are buy on teams here. And uh, you know, I I usually start with uh, buy low, and so a couple teams that I want to just throw out there that might be buy low uh, for one: Northwestern. I, I think Northwestern is a good dog, and and they're a little bit better of a team than they have been in the past. Now. I, don't, I, I think at 13-13, and 13, they probably know that they're out of the tournament, but um, they have a good opportunity here against Penn State coming up this uh, Friday. Uh, I think Penn State's a little bit uh, suspect of a team, let's just say. Northwestern is, is a high-flying team. I, I think Northwestern is a good shot that game. And uh, uh, Miami, I still think Miami's a little bit underrated. Uh, Miami's been doing some crazy things down there. Uh, and you know, just beating teams like Louisville, and um, they have a big win against North Carolina. That was fantastic. Virginia Tech, they went away and beat Virginia Tech. Now Virginia Tech going to try to get some road revenge. I still think Miami's a little bit underrated, being at 62 on Ken Palm. So I'm going to look into them a little bit. And then Syracuse is 80 on Ken Palm, but man, you know how Jim Boeheim is down the stretch. They're going to get Duke at home, and they're going to be a seven-point dog against Duke at home. Man, there's going to be some people salivating over that one. Um, and then, obviously, at North Carolina, then against Miami. Syracuse is interesting to me. Just, do you have any buy-on teams right now?
1: Uh, man, you know, St. John's had been good to me. Now, I didn't have them uh, one of those games when Posh Alexander was out. I mean, they they had been good to me, obviously, before last night. But I have had the overs uh, with them normally as well. They – when. When Alexander went out for two games, both those games went under. But when Alexander's been in the lineup, the overs hit in six straight. That was an easy over um, last night. Uh, you know, I, um, I've i been on Miami a lot lately as well. And other than the um, the slip up and they let the eight-point halftime lead get away last Saturday at home to Virginia. Other than that, uh, they've been really good to me. They are Four and one against the spread in their last five. I had them at Pitt a couple of nights ago. I had the loss, again, that I mentioned Saturday against Virginia. But I had them against Louisville. I had them on the money line and plus seven uh, against Wake. And uh, I didn't have them against Georgia Tech. So that's been three and one they've done for me uh, here these last uh, four games. And – they actually covered one of those losses to FSU they actually covered as a short dog the one at FSU there were six and a half point dogs and lost by one um and I had them that night and I had them at Duke plus 15 when they won I didn't have any money line damn it but uh <laughs> so uh yeah I agree with you Miami has been good to me St John's whether it's the side or the total has been good to me recently Um, going against Georgia has been like good for me all year long. I mean, right when I got my magazine, you know, back in October and you just read about their roster, you know, losing, you know, K.D. Johnson and losing, um, Wheeler to Kentucky and, you know, Johnson's at Auburn and, and they like all the transfers they got were not very good. I mean, they got the one guy from, uh, Gonzaga and then I think there was the guy from Virginia Tech got a season ending injury. Uh, before the season started and you just knew Tom Crean uh, and he's gonna he's gonna bite the bullet with his job uh, here very 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 uh soon I guess I'll let him finish out these last three I don't know how much Florida will be favored on Saturday but um if it's six or seven or fewer I'll be all over the gators. And then Tennessee will probably be laying a big number at home. I don't know that I would want to get involved with that. We'll uh, and then they're at Missouri. So um, I don't know how many good opportunities we're going to get to fade Georgia. Just, you know, com- because of the numbers, I'm not saying blindly do it. But they are a mess, and Crean's about to get fired, and they've got all kind of issues.
0: Yeah, but bet Indiana fans could have told you about Crean a little bit or told them about Crean before they hired him, right?
1: Yeah, and, and speaking of Indiana – They've lost five in a row, both straight up and against the spread. And I'm going to fade them with Maryland tonight. Um, I have. Uh, are we okay? This is live, right? We're oh fine. yeah, yeah, ab-
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I almost did. My only concern was Finneysey's going to play. I think by now I I would assume so. I mean, it looked like he was practicing pretty good, and the team's better with Finneysey. But um, I mean, it's a bigger. It's too big of a spread. I I still have to lean Maryland. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. So I had Maryland, um, uh, against Penn state. What was that Sunday or Monday? I forget. But, um, I had them for a winner. then i last Friday. I had them uh, at Nebraska. That was an easy winner. Um, I wish I had had them when they were plus 17 against Purdue and could have won outright. That would have helped the Gators strength of schedule cause, but I'm going with Maryland plus six and a half. Uh, maybe there's a seven out there or I, I saw like one or two books had seven, like an hour ago, but, um, that that's my favorite uh, tonight, and I'll just mention it because I saw it on Twitter uh, before coming on. EJ Liddell uh, for Ohio State is now questionable with the flu. I saw that, and he's obviously that's a monster loss if he can't play tonight at, at Illinois. Uh, he averages nineteen point five points, seven point six rebounds, two point five block shots per game.
0: Yep, yep, and uh, you know I looked at that and. Illinois still a pretty is is started out a pretty healthy favorite. I think it's moving up to seven now. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to fade based upon just Liddell here. I think the rest of the team could could rally a little bit, and based upon that big spread, just it's just a little too big for me to get involved on that one. I would. Uh, uh, well, if he
1: gets ruled out, I think the spread will go up.
0: Yeah, yeah, if, it will go up if he gets ruled out. If he can get a nine, I would possibly even consider buying. A, the Ohio State Buckeyes that's and they should be more desperate with how, the way they've been playing recently um, uh, it's just that one game bump when they lose their uh, good player but uh, some sell high teams for me is probably Xavier now they, they played their asses off against Providence last night and went to triple overtime. But man, they they've just been fading and I just can't see them getting up after that. Just, they had it in the bag and just freaking blew it against Providence. Now Providence should have fouled a couple times when they were out and you know, when they're up three, but
1: I mean you're just gonna let Scruggs shoot a wide open <laughs> oh, right there. I mean, they had to review it to make sure his foot wasn't on the line. You know, oh. he couldn't be any closer, nobody's in his face. Like, what is going on there?
0: I know. What are you doing there? What Awful coaching. But you know what? <laughs> they still got the W there. And Xavier, I just, it's just going to be hard for them to get back up here. I think they're playing themselves. And I think they're out now. I think they got to be off the bubble and looking towards the NIT, which would be fade city if that's the case. Uh, Fresno State is one that I think is kind of like a poor man San Diego State. They're, they're a little bit of a fade city for me. They're going to have uh, – some pretty tough games coming up, and yeah, they caught some teams when they were sleeping this year, but um, I, I, they're they're gonna finish off really hard schedule, and I know they have to go to Wyoming for the last game, and they do have. Did you
1: have Wyoming? I can't believe I didn't take Wyoming
0: last. I, night. I did, and I was in Good the, they, but they should have screwed it up. I mean, they, 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 tried to oh, not. They, 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 they tried to not it to cover. cover.
1: I wasn't watching the end. They tried I watch to watch in the end. Tell me.
0: Oh, they tried to not cover. They missed, and then they fouled, and then they missed again. And they fouled, and then it should have been four. But then, all of a sudden, uh, two free throws were missed by uh, oh, Colorado State, wow. and so okay. I covered by a half point. I was pissed because I missed the seven. I grabbed the six and a half, and barely came through on that one. But they—that was one of those that that should have been a deadlock uh, cover, and they made they made it really interesting because the if you look at Colorado State, they play all their games close. They they do uh, when it, when it's a good top, you know. F- 70 team. They and Wyoming
1: play- shouldn't be a seven point underdog against any Mountain West team, in my opinion.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I agree. So they're one and uh you know, I probably should say UNLV's kind of a momentum team. Oh right God, yeah,
1: no, they are playing uh extremely well right now. There's no doubt about it. And and that that could be a bid stealer uh in the you know, conference tournament. They could win that Mountain West conference tournament the way they're playing.
0: Jesus, that would be a big payout for that. If that, if, I mean, they would have to be at least 20 to 30 to one, at least. But Jesus, well, maybe
1: a, a week or two ago. I don't know that they would be right now. Money line,
0: money line rollover. Nah, they're, they oh. yeah, yeah. I would think 79 on UNLV, yeah, tw- 10 to 1, 12 to 1, probably, I would think. Okay. So, um, Let's. I think I had one more. What, what did I have? Uh, oh, Oklahoma, man. God, here's what sucks about this freaking team. I had them pegged as a bad year, even though Porter Moser came over. But then they started winning games. And then I, I uh, missed some opportunity to fade this ugly-ass team. And they looked just like garbage recently. And I, they ain't making the tournament either. They're done. And
1: uh, Yeah, that's just like that. I'm just going to go on a quick... Quick bitch about my, my Gators and our bubble status. Like, all the teams that we've played, like FSU, now granted, it's because of injuries. You know, that was a legit quad one win in November. Now that's just a shit win. <laughs> and in Oklahoma, we lost out in Norman uh, during non-conference, and they've gone to hell in a handbasket. Maryland we lost, to Maryland doesn't beat Purdue. Um oh god who was who? Oh um, Oklahoma State we beat and they lose to Baylor in overtime like all the Florida teams that we've played either whether we've won or lost are not helping us in any way whatsoever
0: no no man <laughs> Florida man you had that game and yeah I don't we don't have to carry on about that one but they're definitely Well, we'll talk
1: Arkansas and Kentucky in a little while so yeah
0: we absolutely we will do. before we do that let's you know you 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 Text me a few futures you thought about and you know i love talking about that stuff uh futures coming up here obviously though none of the conference are quite out yet but hell the the little conferences already start next week man uh, and and that's gonna be fun to uh watch a little bit and you know maybe we'll find a little value there i'm gonna have to spend a little time with kyle hunter uh picking his brain about some of that stuff next week but uh let's look at some of these college basketball futures here and i'm on uh i'll just i'll just pick DraftKings, and you know uh tennessee 45 to one ohio state 50 to one arkansas 70 to one that's interesting uh lsu 90 to one now man they really choked that lead away against kentucky last night do you have any futures that you've been looking at
1: uh you just mentioned uh one i got arkansas at 70 70 to one like uh maybe not quite two weeks ago i I can't believe it's still 70 to one uh (laughs) They're twelve and one, but straight up and against the spread, uh, in the last thirteen, and they have not been playing uh, a bunch of you know chump squads by by any mean means. And um, you know, I I, I love the big man, uh, Jalen, and he's playing outstanding. Even though he got thoroughly outplayed by Castleton, he hit some clutch shots at crunch time, including that three pointer that was just enormous there with about a minute forty. Left. I mean, the only game that they've lost since January 9th, they've lost one game, and that was by one at Alabama, and that was in a vintage letdown spot uh, after, you know, beating Auburn in overtime in their biggest home win in years, um, and, you know, during this stretch, they've won at LSU by seven, and um, the West Virginia win's not aging very well, but they uh, yeah they beat Auburn they they beat Tennessee at home you know Tennessee's eleven and Ken Palm they go that's a pretty decent win at Florida um, I'm looking back from earlier in the year yeah, they don't have it they really don't have that many great wins I guess actually on on second thought but they've got Kentucky Saturday then their uh, LSU will go out to Fayetteville in a revenge game and they close the season. Uh, at Tennessee, and I, I'm of the belief that Tennessee will beat Auburn Saturday, and so therefore Tennessee will be trying to clinch a undefeated season at home when the Razorbacks go there. So these three games coming up for Arkansas, uh, if they even if they just go two and one, I think that 70 to one number will be coming down a good bit.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, Arkansas, that's a, that's a high note. and I would say don't take anything under 50 to one right now, I mean maybe if it's Gonzaga or something or auburn maybe but the thing is is that you sometimes get better odds when and many times actually right when the tournament starts seeding you know it, it's really scary to see some of those one seeds and uh yeah you you you're probably getting ripped off if you're not keep that in mind now if you're taking um a team you kind of have have to have an idea that you can get to the lead eight at least and maybe you maybe a hedge a little bit in that part yeah. but uh yeah. I, I,
1: I would be okay with UCLA and or Texas tech at 25 to one. I think that's enough value for two teams that I, I think are, are as legit final four threats as, as there are. I mean, uh,
0: uh, I think Texas tech is, I'm not sure about UCLA. I think they got, they, they caught fire last year and yeah, they're experienced, but I think they played a little bit above their level too. So um, I, I, I am on board with your Texas tech. I will say that uh,
1: twenty-five. I love that team, man. That's another team I've been backing a lot.
0: They're playing with a chip on their shoulder, losing Chris Beard to Texas, and they're just playing pissed
1: off this year.
0: Like, like and
1: Adams has uh, done a hell of a job. He's a goofy-looking son of a gun, but he's uh, doing <laughs> a hell of a job with that team. I'll tell you that.
0: Well, you know, it's weird to see Michigan State though at eighty to one. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's funny. It's like uh, they they're in a little trouble right now. They look terrible. Not not, not saying they're going to miss the tournament, but they're not for sure in. I don't think the <laughs> way they've been doing I mean, things. I don't know that they
1: are. Like, let me get a page up. I mean, they are on the struggle bus right now.
0: You know, Miami at one fifty to one is probably. I, I looked at Miami twenty and eight. I think They got a couple of the big wins against Duke, and I think they've done enough to get in. I, I think Miami's in the tournament here. Right? Does that make sense?
1: The, uh, I. I I think they're, like, in the last four buys. uh, Let me look at Lunardi's I mean, They beat
0: beat North Texas, I guess, in the non-conference. They only have big non-conference wins because they lost to Alabama and they lost to Dayton. Lunardi
1: Lunardi, uh, updated his um, on Tuesday. It might be one Tuesday night, right? Yeah, so they, they, their, they beat
0: the crap out of Pittsburgh. We were on Miami. That's right. That
1: night. So it was before well, that victory probably wouldn't do much for him. But he has Lunardi, and I'm not saying he's an end all be all, but he has them as their last, in the last four buys. So that means they're ahead of only seven teams. So okay. they're like the eighth the last seed right now. So that's where they I, I guess that would be like a 10 seed or maybe eleven.
0: Yeah, and it just depends upon where the other conferences line up because sometimes they get moved up just because the other conferences right. have some wins, you know. So it's, right. that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have a tough t- first two games, but if they can surprise and get to the Sweet 16, 150 to ones, uh, you know, I, I think a little bit, little bit of value. But Wisconsin at 71, my problem with Wisconsin is that they're so Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, Dave, Davis could have an amazing game, and Davison's hitting the threes, and they're, they're – three big guys don't have to do much but grab rebounds hell they're beating a lot of teams so almost anybody but then they can choke and just lose to some of the worst teams and uh that's what worries me about scotty i don't i don't think you're gonna get much worse than 70 to 1 unless they win the big 10 tournament or something come seeding time
1: i worry about them offensively when davis has an off game because i mean you know davison can score but i just I just when Davis is off, they just don't get much offense, and they're not what they normally are defensively.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not. They're yeah, actually it's secret. They're they're quietly a bad defense this year, and yeah, and people oh, are oh,
1: see that in their totals. Well, Wisconsin totals are never this high as we've seen them. No,
0: they're not this high, and and I'm seriously, we'll get into this Wisconsin game. I mean, that's a a, a decent segue to get into this game, but um, yeah, yeah, their totals have been still a little bit lower than what they've been doing here but then again they are playing Rutgers coming up here um let, let's just get right into that then let's get into the games this weekend because we have a lot to talk about here I'll see let's start it out with uh Wisconsin versus Rutgers uh, f- Friday doesn't have a big slate. I mean, like you already heard my thoughts on uh, Northwestern against Penn State. I think you're going to probably get a three three and a half for Northwestern, but Wisconsin versus Rutgers, I'm thinking pick them here, and it's just because Rutgers is still really low on the Ken Poms. But the problem with Rutgers is that when they're at home at the rack, they're a very they, they should be way higher. You know, it should be a big dichotomy with the team with like Rutgers for the distance that they should have between their home and away. I mean, if you look at, for example, Haslam metrics, they have Rutgers in very inconsistent, right? The third most inconsistent team out of all teams, but their home court ranks 29th this year. Uh, above the uh what they do away right so that's pretty high ranking and how well they shoot and how well they play wisconsin's just 101 away they're sneaky sometimes but I, I prefer wisconsin as a dog if i'm betting on wisconsin the funny thing about this game rutgers is slow but they're not that slow. Sometimes they can really pick it up. And Wisconsin's defense—they're—they're they're playing catch up a lot, like you saw against Minnesota last week or last night. I think Wisconsin's this people are going to pound this under again because you know Big Ten unders—they're still thinking last year. That's not how things have been going. It's more like Big Ten overs now. Um, Ken Palm has one thirty-five. I think this is going to be one thirty-three, one thirty-two and a half, and I'm going to take a serious look at the over, but. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Well, I'm looking at the box score from. Um, did Johnny Dave? Well, no, he didn't get. Why did Johnny Davis only get seven shot? At, oh, that's just two pointers. Okay, he was five. Of he 10 fouled out three. eventually. Okay, but yeah, I, yeah, he had 34 minutes, so I was thinking he um, might not have been in too bad of foul trouble. But yeah, there's there's an example. I mean, you know, you got to get more than 11 points out of Davis. I, know, I mean. You know he's your guy. You got you got to be getting twenty out of him every night. I, look, I I am Rutgers are past every single freaking time they play at the rack, and I've been like, I know they weren't as good at the rack last year with the pandemic and no fans. Or I, I don't remember. Did they? They might have had twenty five percent. I can't remember. But you know, two years ago and this year, they have just been. Money makers, basically automatic at home. And uh now I don't know that I want to start laying points with them at home, but if I, I think Rutgers has got to be favored by one or two, but I, I won't be surprised if it's Pickham or Wisconsin's favored by one or two. If it's Pickham or I know Wisconsin's got the revenge angle, but I, I just, it's Rutgers are pass for me at the rack. And that's just, it don't matter who they're playing, really.
0: Right. Another thing to consider is Rutgers at 16 and 11. Thinks to themselves after those two ugly performances against Purdue and Michigan that was ugly last night that they have to win this. Um, I mean, their biggest I, I don't
1: think like that. I, I think Rutgers, there's no way that Rutgers can get left out of this tournament. I would say,
0: they- yeah, but 16 11, their best wins are the Big Ten, but they just stunk it up in the non conference, losing to Lafayette, losing to Massachusetts. They, and they then they got destroyed against Illinois. The the Clemson uh, win didn't age that good. They're great at home, but I, I'm just saying if they lose two or th- two out of these last three games, you're sitting here at 17 and 13. You know, I, I don't know if they would leave them out. They've got
1: seven wins against top 34 Ken Palm teams.
0: All Big Ten, yes, all Big Ten.
1: But that didn't matter to me.
0: don't matter to me either. But um, I'm I'm just wondering if the kids are thinking it's more of like, hey, we're motivational. What's funny is Ken Palm has them ranked 72. You know, usually if you're That's ranked. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, 72 means you're out of the damn tournament. I don't, I, it's very rare I see an at-large Power 5 team and above 60 making it into the tournament the way it is. So, you know, not saying that, you know, the committee uses Ken Palm, but Ken Palm's talked about every day in the national media now and so they might use that but at the same time i am definitely not betting wisconsin i'll tell you that right now the only way i could go is the over so um and i lean ruckers i will lean ruckers with you right now now everything's number dependent i'm just picking i'm i'm thinking it's going to be pick them so we'll go with that one let's move on to the next game a little sec action and i will say i admitted last week brian uh, it was tough with my big 10 love that the sec is the best basketball conference right now and uh you know i had to swallow my pride a little bit on that one so you know we'll we'll see if that holds up in the tournament but right now it's the sec man kentucky and auburn and tennessee and arkansas yeah just some really solid teams up there and lsu with xavier pinson is a much different team I just, uh, yeah, I hate to say it, but uh, but they are the best. But this might be the best game of the weekend because Kentucky is playing against Arkansas. And I think this is at Arkansas, isn't it? Yes. I'm going to predict plus three, plus two and a half Arkansas, 149. We'll go by that.
1: Well, I think it depends on the status of Ty Ty Washington and, and Severe Wheeler. So both of these, the starting backcourt for Kentucky, they both missed uh, these last two games, but they – They won uh, anyway and covered against Bama and were ahead of the number late. And LSU got a little backdoor action. I know LSU had been winning outright uh, most of the game, but um, they did fall behind the number and uh, hit some threes there in the last minute or so and got a steal or two as well. Um, I know Kentucky uh, backers were not thrilled with that, but, Wheeler averages 9.6 points, 7.1 assists, 1.3 steals per game. Washington Washington was averaging about 15 points per game, but he's had this ankle issue really going back to that Auburn game on a, that's early Saturday afternoon at Auburn uh, like a month ago. Um, so his average is down to 12.4 points, but it was much higher when he was healthy, and he averaged 4.1 assists per game. So those are two, you know, big losses. I, I think if those guys are back, I think Kentucky is a short favorite, um, but if they're out, to me, I think Arkansas should be a short favorite. I'm not saying they're going to be, but um, look, I'm not trying to get in the habit of uh, fading Kentucky, but without Wheeler and Washington and without Rupp Arena in the crowd, I, you know, I, I think they'll miss Washington and Wheeler more in that kind of road environment. And let me tell you, make no mistake about it. There will be no arena in America rocking harder than Bud Walton (laughs) on Saturday. That is a given.
0: That's for sure. Um, The problem with those two players is you're never going to know. until 10 minutes before probably, and you know, it's, it's hard to give out plays on that, but what I think the safer play could be the under, because you have places like Ken Palm saying it's going to be one 49 one i would guess it's gonna be 148 147 just upon how fast that arkansas and uh and uh, kentucky has played but i'll tell you this kentucky sometimes will slow it down um if you look at their last four or five games it's all been under 68 possessions and if you look at arkansas their last three games have all been 68 or under possessions here when it comes to the bigger teams anything not named alabama let's say the, these teams will slow it down you know they don't they, they want to play more of an organized basketball and that's what their coaches want them to do they don't like sloppiness as much and uh this is gonna be a high total and i think defense is going to prevail especially if ty ty washington and severe wheelie are out so i'm looking at the under man i think uh you might get some value there
1: yeah I, I could i could see that um the only thing that scares me is uh how florida had had six straight unders and then that one just flies way the hell over in Gainesville the other night with the Razorbacks. So I wrote down some stats. Uh
0: well, the problem was Florida was winning that game for so long, and they their average possession length is a little faster than their tempo. And they're just kind of feeling it, man. Let's let's face it. They were shooting good for a while.
1: You know? Yeah, no, when we score that that might have been the most points we've given up all year. I'd have to check that. But uh anyhow, uh, so Arkansas is now. 22 and six straight up, 18 and 10 against the spread. At home, they're 15 and one straight up, 10 and six against the spread. They've had an extra day of rest here, you know, playing uh, Gainesville Tuesday, whereas Kentucky played uh, on Wednesday. Uh, But the Hogs have lost three in a row at home to Kentucky. Uh, They haven't beaten them at home since 2014. And. in fact, Kentucky had won eight in a row over Arkansas until Arkansas went into Rupp and won last year. But nevertheless, our, uh, Kentucky still eight and one straight up, seven and two against the spread last nine head-to-head meetings. The Cats are five and four straight up on the road, but only three and six uh, against the spread. And, uh, yeah, there's just a, a few numbers I jotted down.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, well, you know, that's definitely go by, some of that information but most importantly go by the injuries is what i have to say um i I, the fact that they went over last game makes me like the under a little bit more even um let's move on to the baylor game baylor versus kansas and this is the other biggest game i guess you would say and the big 12 you know they were they've been rolling for a while but man now that baylor lost chamu chachua buddy that really worries me a little bit I, i think that uh you know, Jonathan Chambuchachua was uh, the heart and soul of this team, and six eight, just a massive rebounder and ma- massive second chance guy. Now they're kind of playing. They're still tall. I mean, Flo Thamba over there, and they, they got some Kendall Brown, obviously Matthew Meyer. Right, that guy's got to fix his teeth one of these days, man. Jesus Christ, not. <laughs> <laughs> Now now, now that they're paying these kids, what are you waiting for, man? Get some Invisalign or something. But anyways, they're going to be laying some points here against Kansas. And uh, I mean, shit, I don't like Kansas on the road all that much. But dude, um, if it's four points, it's almost to the disrespect point. I hey, you know what
1: time that game tips? I'm looking for it on the board. Oh, dude, was it? Doesn't
0: usually, Never mind, you. don't worry
1: about it. Sorry to interrupt.
0: No, 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 no worries. Uh, so, my, I mean, my thoughts on this game is it, anything past the three, I am probably going to want to play Kansas. Um, I just don't think that Baylor quite has the depth without LJ Cryer and without Chamu Chachua. I think Baylor is kind of a fade team to me. And I personally faded them last game against Oklahoma State when that went overtime. I was fucking pissed, but it, it still hit, so I was okay with that. But man, um, Kansas or nothing for me. And I don't want to even mess with this total. I would, I, I, I would, say, I mean, you're looking at like 150. Nah, I'll take Kansas probably as a dog. Any thoughts?
1: Well, you know, you nailed it with the, you know, the Baylor's, you know, they lose the big guy and now, you know, Cryer who I don't know if he's still their leading scorer. He was earlier in the year and he came back one game. And uh, did they officially say they're going to sit him to early March? Cause that's what, um you know it says know.
0: that on all the sites i'm looking i didn't hear right, but
1: i can't it. trust that stuff yeah
0: i know i i mean i would be pissed if Cryer played and i got a short spread and didn't know it but right um here's the thing my thoughts are baylor's looking at it like this um we have kansas are we going to force our injured guy to play this game or are we going to bring him back for the tournament you know there's three games right. left for them okay uh, you, you can just give up the Texas game if you want, um, and then just uh, finish off stronger at home uh, against Iowa State. Yeah, I wouldn't play them if I was them. I think it would be I a terrible. Be I mean, you won the championship last year. There's absolutely no freaking way to reason to play them. Yeah, so, you
1: got to get your guys healthy for the tournament.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to go with that. Um,
1: yeah, I just don't really like this game. I mean, obviously, we don't we haven't seen the number. I mean, I I, I agree with you. I think uh, Baylor will be a short favorite. Um, I don't. If anything, I'll probably be looking uh, to uh, bet it end game if you know one team gets out to a big, big lead that you know I can get six or seven points of value from the original line. That would be the only thing I'm potentially looking at in this game.
0: All right, fair enough. Let's move to Tennessee versus Auburn, or is it Auburn at it's Auburn at Tennessee, isn't it?
1: Yes, yes. Oh. Where the, where the Vols are. Uh, undefeated, fourteen and zero straight up, eight and six against the spread. Um, regardless of the venue, the Vols are nine and two straight up, seven and four against the spread in their last eleven. They have been single-digit home favorites three times this year, and they're three and zero uh, against the spread. That was against uh, Arizona, uh, Kentucky, and I'm f- forgetting the other one, but um, there'll be a. I I think they should be like three or four. I would imagine they're probably going to be more like one and a half or two. That would be my guess. Um, head-to-head, Bruce Pearl has been putting it on his former team. Auburn has won six in a row against Tennessee straight up and against the spread. Another head-to-head uh, trend is that the over has hit in eight consecutive uh, games in this Auburn-Tennessee rivalry, and Auburn has been deplorable in their last four road games. They had that one-point win at Missouri. They had that two-point win at Georgia when they got the shot uh, with like three seconds left, and they had had been down there the last couple of minutes of that game. And then they lost outright at Arkansas in overtime. No, no real shame in that. And then they lost uh, at Florida, and Florida didn't even play very good that game. I mean, you know, Florida shot like 30% from the field in, the, in that game, and they lost. So, and you don't get Jabari Smith a touch on – got a timeout with seven seconds and change left. You can't even get your best player a touch. That's where they're going to get beat in the tournament. I, look, Bruce Pearl is a hell of a motivator, a tremendous recruiter, uh, you know, gets – the fan base and very entusi- enthusiastic enthusiastic cetera. but he's just a terrible game coach and that that's going to get them beat uh sooner than people <sighs> think in march i don't think auburn's going to the final four
0: you know i have so many like competing forces here for this game it's the rick barnes fade angle it's Cut. the it's the bruce pearl x's and o's it's the tennessee at home ranking 26 at away home uh, court dichotomy it's uh, it's all that
1: that was the biggest overriding factor to me that Tennessee at home and Auburn struggles on the road i'm sorry yeah. to interrupt no
0: no you're right and auburn 331st on the right what the hell are you doing against georgia that game auburn i, right? I mean, Jesus Christ. i thought georgia was going to win that game and they, they should have probably, probably coulda yeah. yeah then then um you know i mean uh, they gave arkansas a ride for sure and then they choked in that game Um, Florida. They lost against Florida, and and I I think you were on Auburn that game. I think uh, I I was almost on Auburn that game. That was a tough one, and I I would have bet Auburn if someone asked me. You know, if, if it almost made my card, but Florida showed up that game. I mean, Auburn losing these games that they shouldn't be losing away. I mean, Missouri, they, they, they won by one point at freaking the worst team in the SEC. Second worst team. I don't know. What's worse, Missouri or Georgia, right? I guess, I guess Georgia's George worse. Georgia's worse.
1: Georgia's worse. Right, right.
0: Georgia's worse. But, but your, this game is te- this team is terrible on the road. But now that Bruce Pearl is going back to Tennessee where he got coached, where he got fired and all the investigate. Oh, my God. This game's a mess, dude. <laughs> it's a mess. I didn't know what to I do. I like Tennessee in this game. Okay. Okay, you're. You, I mean, home court Tennessee. I think this- I
1: would bet Tennessee all the way to four in this game. Hopefully, it's only one or two. But I, I would bet once it moved. If it were to go to four and a half, that's where I, I'll, cut, I'll cut off at four. I'm out anything north of four. I don't think it'll be that high, though.
0: I think at one thirty nine, the way Auburn's been playing on the road, I would look towards the under because Tennessee has had a fantastic defense too. So my my only look on this game, personally, I'm gonna lean to the under. Let's go into Sunday really quick. Now, unfortunately, when it comes to Sunday games, they're usually playing on Thursday night, and we're doing this on Thursday, of course, and we don't know what's going to happen with Ohio State. Like you said, Liddell has got the sickness or whatever; he's got the flu, something like that. And Maryland just in choke mode with their uh, with that with that coach Manning. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be around next year either. <laughs> Maryland just looks awful sometimes, and they, they, well, their
1: last three games they've looked pretty good. Yeah, after
0: after that just embarrassing Iowa drubbing, and or I, and Iowa wouldn't miss. You know, they were they were pretty much hitting everything that game, but um, they they showed up the next few, but they're done. I mean, they're out of the tournament unless they win the Big Ten, of course. And you can't think like that. Um, uh, Ohio State is going to be I, I'm hoping Ohio State gets murdered tonight because I will play them against Maryland I, I will I think uh Ohio State as a dog is probably a good play in this situation um I, I'm pretty
1: you think Ohio State will be a dog to Maryland
0: um uh, no oh no Ken Tom's gone by three I, I I misspoke Ohio State is a short favorite I think they'll be a short favorite. Minus I mean, two, yeah. my, minus two, minus two and a half. That's what I should have said. My, my bad. And total, well, we'll see
1: what Maryland does tonight. R- right, uh, yeah,
0: right. right. It, total one hundred and forty. The only way I can look is Ohio State in this game because at some point these teams are going to be like, you know what? The only, the only noise we can make is in the Big Ten tournament, and that's what's important, and that's what they're going to start thinking. So that, that's my lean right now. But have you looked at it?
1: Well, I, I'm looking at Sunday's card. Like I. I don't have any thoughts on Ohio State Maryland right now. What like I mentioned, I'm on Maryland tonight. We'll see how they do. But looking at St. John's DePaul, and I mentioned it earlier, um, these overs for St. John's as long as Alexander's healthy and he is. I mean that game flew over last night, and uh, I know DePaul can you know isn't always uh, an offensive machine, and I actually think that they they've also got some. Some personnel issues. I know David Jones is banged up and questionable tonight. He averages 14.2 points per game. So I would want him to be in the lineup. But I'll be looking uh, to play the over on uh, on St. John's and DePaul. And I'm looking for their previous meeting. Is
0: that Saturday or Sunday?
1: This is Sunday.
0: Okay. St. John's. DePaul. Yeah, their
1: first meeting was 89-84. So that was... 163 points that went over 154 and a half. So I'm going to be looking to play St. John's DePaul over uh, as long as it's not like, well, the first meeting it was 154. Um, If that David Jones guy is playing, who averages better than 14 a game, I would probably go all the way up to 154 or five. Five would be the absolute max. So hopefully we get something smaller than 155 um what else uh oh monmouth unders have been good to me and they are at sienna um on sunday the unders on a 19 and 4 run for monmouth and i have been on like seven or eight of them recently and i'm i think i'm six and one i just hmm. take it blindly <laughs> well no not blindly if it's in the one team yeah, so yeah right right but right. you know, they're all in the 130s for the most part there's even been a couple in the 140s so Monmouth at Siena. Actually, that's who played when I had the under. Let me look when they played. Did they, didn't they? Yeah, they okay. They just played two nights ago. So it's a rematch. they must have had a COVID cancel. So this is the rematch. Now they only had a hundred and uh they had hundred and thirty uh Tuesday night, which stayed under one thirty four and a half, but um Siena was fouling, d- did a foul fest in the last 90 seconds, even though they're down 10 to 12 points. I mean, Monmouth shot a ton of free throws there in the last 90 seconds. So they, they did the foul fest and it still stayed under. <laughs> Dude, I hate those, man.
0: Oh, they kill you sometimes. But I, what, what I do love is what you're saying there, because there's nothing like a team that's, you know, under the radar because nobody's paying attention and the books don't adjust. They keep flopping out the Ken Palm number to see what happens. You know, that's always great to jump on. Not obvious ones. Yeah. Now St. John's is uh oh, I mean they're what number one in in pace this year out of everybody. I mean out of the whole three hundred and fifty eight teams, seventy-three point seven possessions. You know, they're they're chucking it up and uh trying to get rebounds, offensive rebounds, they don't care about defensive rebounds. Yeah, they're they're a big over team. And I know DePaul is in probably I'm um, Going to quit at some point mode, but I'll tell you this uh, DePaul at home is still going to play strong. I mean, their kids are going to play at home. They're going to try to beat St. John's here. So I, I expect an effort from both of them. Love this under because you're, you're going to get like 150, 140, maybe 149 if you're lucky, 151. Yeah, I, I, I got to take the over in that one too. I totally agree. Let's look at uh, another big.
1: Yes, well, we, let me ask you a question because I know you saw them last night and they're fresh in your head. I, I, I didn't get to watch any Wisconsin Minnesota last night. Um, if Indiana struggles again tonight uh, and they've lost five in a row, but straight up and against the spread, um, after watching Minnesota last night and I know their stud was back last night at thirteen points, six assists, no turnovers. You, you think Minnesota can uh, will beat Indiana on Saturday or Sunday?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, and because I think Minnesota is kind of at that point where they they know they played Wisconsin strong, and they're just I I almost think that they're they know that they have new coach this year. I I, I just I, Indiana's fade to me. They're just still fade. Now here's the problem: I have to see what happens with Rob Finnessy in them tonight. You know, I have yeah. to see that that that's going to tell me more if Finnessy plays and they still stink. I'm not going to like that at all. So, right. so that's what I'm looking at now.
1: Another, I'm sorry, I had to cut. Where were you going to go? Oh
0: I'm no, no. At? I mean, there's some other massive games. I, obviously, you have uh, Colorado versus Arizona. Arizona, just a amazing. Are we talking
1: Saturday or Sunday?
0: It's uh, just Saturday. I'm just, I, okay. I just before we get in the UFC, I just want to throw off, throw out some really big sure. games and say, and I'm not saying that we handicap this or anything, but what I want to do say is that Colorado i don't know what you believe but they still have a great home court advantage for me and one thing about arizona is they're a little sloppy you know i i think they are a top four team personally i don't think they're that overrated really but they can they can give up some turnovers you know they rank 10th in allowing turnovers and they don't turn it over a ton they don't steal a lot so they're gonna go to uh now, they're playing tonight, of course, against Utah. So, I obviously, have to see that. They're going to go to Colorado. I hope they pound the hell out of Utah tonight.
1: But they're playing Arizona State tonight.
0: Arizona is? No, Colorado. Oh, I
1: thought you were talking about Colorado. My apologies. So,
0: sorry, Arizona's playing. Yeah, and you're right. So, we want to see what happens both these games, though. But, in my opinion, this might be a sneaky spot to grab uh, a Colorado team uh, at home here on the second road game for Arizona. Arizona may be a little fat and happy, so I'll say that. Obviously, Gonzaga versus San Fran tonight is a huge game, and, and their spread has definitely accentuated some, uh, <laughs> and, and that's how they all are, but they still keep covering because they want to do that. They want to stay that the number one overall seed. I mean, that's what, what's always on their mind. I I, I could debate forever with everybody if they are playing in the SEC what their real record would be, blah, blah, blah. But you know, I think that depending upon tonight, if they do cover tonight and have a big game tonight, there's a good chance that I might be uh, fading them uh, against uh, St. Mary's. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, we'll see. I mean, it's it's our second away game too. It's almost uh, and and I was even saying that St. Mary's is probably a fade team, but I want to I want to see this is interesting for Gonzaga because I was looking forward the whole season that they had in the West coast conference to these last two games, because the only two games teams really, that have a pulse in the West coast conference is San Francisco and St. Mary's. And they're both back to back away games. So this is going to be important information for me. When I think about the NCAA tournament, I want to look at this more than their even conference tournament. I want to see what they do here personally, Brian.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't um, watched a whole lot of St. Mary's, and I need to do that, um, and hopefully I'll, I'll do that this weekend. Um, so I don't really have any opinion there. The, a game that I I think is a very interesting game on Saturday night, late night, actually, feel-good hours on a Saturday night, is Boise State at UNLV. Um, are you okay with me going there for a minute? Yeah, yeah do it, please. Yeah. Well, you know, UNLV, I mean, look, Nevada had been playing pretty good uh, the last couple of weeks, and they go into Reno and, and win 62-54. Uh, uh, they have now covered uh, at a 7-1 and one clip in their last uh, eight. They've won four of their last five. The only loss was uh, at Boise, lost by six, but covered uh, as an eight-and-a-half-point dog. you got to think that Boise is not going to be more than, like, two – Right? I mean, maybe three, max?
0: They're going to be a three-point favorite against
1: UNLV. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would think. Yeah, they're going to be a three-point favorite,
0: and that's where you know I would possibly buy UNLV here because Boise State is going to be possibly um, looking... Well, I don't know if they're going to look to Nevada here, but that's their next home game. Then they have Colorado State at the end here. It's just UNLV is just a buy-on team for me. You know, it worked out. I was on them against Nevada, um, and then uh, I'm not. I don't want to get off them yet. I mean, look at this run. You know, beat Fresno, uh, Colorado State, very good team. Then they smashed Colorado, smashed State. them. I know. And then against Nevada, they're they're sneaky good. And like you said, I can't wait to see what the real odds are going to be for winning the Mountain West Conference.
1: And they, they they led by seven at Boise at halftime. I don't know if anybody's taken a seven-point lead into halftime at, at Boise this year. I'm, I'm going to doubt that anybody has.
0: No, Boise's got one of the best home courts, man. And uh, yeah. it's funny, you almost think that maybe maybe the court's blue or something, right? <laughs> Just like your football Leon, field.
1: <laughs> Leon Rice has been very good to me through the years, all the way back to the Derek Mark, Marks years when they got to the first four. Um. Yeah, Boise. I, I love me some Leon Rice. I, I was really surprised he he hasn't gotten a, a Pac-12 job the last uh four or five years. I don't. I don't. All those bums they hired in that conference. Jesus. Leon Rice can out coach all those guys. No doubt. No, 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 a good chunk of them, not all of
0: them. I mean, what's Washington doing? What's Cal doing here? Come on, you know, get on board Go with. Go get guy. Leon Rice.
1: I don't know what the hell they're doing.
0: No, I totally agree, man. Well, sounds great. Let's move on to a little UFC on ESPN 49, my man, and. You know this. I was really looking forward to Benil Dariush fighting Islam Makachev, man. But then you know
1: he, he was uh, gonna get his ass beat. Don't <laughs> I, don't I don't know.
0: I don't know. I've been on Benil for a long time now, and he's been making me some money. But I've I've also been on Islam by submission for a very long time now too, and that's been making me some money. But um. I mean, this what is, is the,
1: the number on that this weekend? Okay, okay it's up. massive. I mean,
0: I I don't remember seeing a plus a minus an eight hundred minus nine hundred fighter here, and this is what you're getting on Islam. Well, it, no,
1: I'm talking about the uh what, the submission with that
0: minus one ten minus one twenty.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way to bet this fight. I the, mean, look, I would love Bobby Green to <laughs> knock him the hell out. That would be spectacular.
0: Plus six hundred, buddy, and
1: you're gonna. It's probably even gonna go higher. <laughs>
0: The price is out just wrong. I'm sorry.
1: I will bet them both. Bet Bobby Green plus 600 for just a little baby, and then bet like <laughs> three times as much on Islam uh, by submission. And then if Islam wins a, d- a decision, just f him for doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I'm gonna. I got a better angle than I think. I I, I Bobby Green, not a great. I, he hasn't been great when he was favored against like Thiago Moises, and I I, I don't know. I, I I think he did really good against uh, Nasrat last was it last week. I mean I got to give him a lot of I, a lot of props for him to come back and do this fight. I mean after two weeks, right?
1: Uh, that, oh yes, hell yes. And you saw what he said in Helwani's interview. He goes, "I'm gonna come in there and I'm gonna go and bust his ass right in the damn mouth." <laughs>
0: I miss that. I gotta. I'm gonna have to rewatch that or watch it for the first time. But that's that's hilarious. And I think he's confident now that he has that nice two wins against Ali Aquina and Nazrat Hakpras. So it's it's just uh, he he went the distance with Fiz- with Fiziv, Right. Uh, he, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, Faziv wow. has been just phenomenal, man. I could not. He beat. Believe he beat his. Uh, Old training. He, buddy, he won Brad a round Adele. from two
1: judges against Fazee. Against yeah, I like bet, it was 29 twenty nine twenty eight on two judges, so he won a round.
0: I bet he did. And I, I I tell you this, Green he's been good. But here's what I like more. I looked and I'm like, what does Islam do? Well, he chokes people out. Well, if he can't get him to the to the cage, and I've seen a few other people talk about this. Um then you know he could have a little, he could struggle a little bit if he's stuck in the middle of the ring. Let's, let's just look. You know Islam did go to decision against Davi Ramos and uh Arman Sur- Surukin. And Sarukin's great and he's going to have a good fight this this uh this match coming up here too, but you know he he choked out Drew Dober. And Drew Dober fantastic stand-up fighter, but not so good on the ground, let's face it. And Tiago Moises, yeah, I think he's overrated, but he lasted to the fourth round. I like over two and a half at plus one hundred, right?
1: I I I could I lean that way as well. I haven't even looked at the total yet because I was just scrolling down Bobby King Green's page. He has not been finished since Dustin KO'd him at UFC one ninety nine in the summer of two thousand and sixteen. He has not been submitted since two thousand nine. Okay, I, I haven't even got back that. <laughs> I, I, look, I
0: looked at that yeah. a while ago. I think yeah. it was two thousand nine. I mean that's was, uh,
1: t- yeah, toehold. Uh a toehold against David Mitchell in two thousand nine. You are correct.
0: Now he is fighting the probably the best since Abib's gone. You, you know, the best you know technique the submitter, best ground
1: combo wrestler. Would yeah, yeah,
0: whatever. Grappler, right? That was the word I was looking mm-hmm. for. The best grappler around, right? I have to think that um so i so i think you can win both bets let's just say you do islam by submission for a unit and you do over two and a half for two units i think green being a five unit five uh, round fight might eventually wear and islam gets them late i think islam by decision is not a terrible price at plus 300 plus 352 but at the same time if this thing goes to decision i I'm not 100% sure that Bobby Green's going to lose. So it's kind of – I'm telling you, Bobby Green is underpriced in this situation, in my opinion. And uh, uh, there's no way I would put Islam in a a parlay or anything like that. But I think that Islam does get him by sub, and it's just going to be so freaking late. And maybe it's not even a choke. Maybe it's some stupid armbar type deal, right? Or or, – who knows prove him necktie I don't know <laughs> what the hell he's gonna do buddy but <laughs> what's
1: up what's the book constrictors of the Ezekiel joke
0: <laughs> yeah Ezekiel choke. yeah triangle I don't know what the hell he's gonna do but um Twister,
1: Bryce Mitchell style
0: yeah exactly um and Korean
1: zombie had the first one
0: yep yep absolutely so that I, I think you can win both bets by doing it over two and a half and by submission so I think I might approach it that way buddy
1: yeah. Um. Gosh, I don't. Yeah. You said it was plus three hundred for uh for Makachev to win by decision. Oh, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Damn, it's plus three forty at Fanduel. Whew. If you do that, and uh, by decision or uh, by um uh, uh Sub. submission. Whew, man. Um you would have to put more on it by submission to ensure profit obviously but then you might not profit very much so yeah i don't know man i i might just end up putting a baby play on bobby king green at plus 600 i don't know i haven't decided we'll,
0: no we'll, no it's we'll, that's totally fair and um i and that's why i think i like the over a little bit more than anything uh, I think that's just, you know, you don't even have to have a winner in this fight, so.
1: All right, let, let's look at Makachev's opponents. Like, I mean, he has not faced uh, a striker that is in the, I mean, Bobby King Green has a very unique style. And he, he's hard to, you know, he, he's a tough puzzle to solve for a lot of fighters. And and just look, I mean, Dan Hooker's a good striker, but there was no, I mean, he got him. Didn't he take him down, like, in the first, like, 20 seconds?
0: Something like if that. If I'm
1: remembering right? Felt like that. And yeah. you know, Dober's a good striker, but um, I don't feel like there was much striking going on. I feel like he was getting early takedowns in those rounds, if I'm remembering correctly. I just don't think that that Makachev has faced a striker. I mean, the only ones that I would, I mean, I, Dober and, and Hooker are good strikers, but they're not as crafty and as elusive as Green, so is a, I think this is this is going to be a fight. We'll, we'll see.
0: Yeah, it absolutely will. So uh, I'm excited, and I gotta tell you, man, I would not be shocked if Green. I almost think, man, maybe that Green is uh, one of those players that you should be on here at plus six hundred. And once you win that one, you're going to be like, I told you, baby. You know, show everybody the money and walk away right. fat and happy. So there you go. Um, Got a few minutes left only. So let's move on. Let's look at anything in the future here. What uh, is is it? I mean, there's some big fights. Yuri Prakaska versus Glover to share. I think Yuri's about minus 180, minus 190. Charles is only minus 155 here against Gaethje. So that's interesting. Any thoughts on anything in the future, Brian?
1: Well, I cannot ever fade my second favorite fighter in UFC history. That is obviously <laughs> the highlight, Justin Gaethje. I will never fade him, but I will acknowledge that probably minus one fifty five is probably all of it. Old, old, old Chucky e. Olives is probably the right side there. But I just I would much rather root for my boy to knock him the F out. Here's and my that's what I'll
0: Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I kind of thought. Well, it, I would
1: like that fight under. I think Gaethje will knock him out or get submitted inside of two rounds. Um, I don't know. if the, I don't think the totals out for that, is it?
0: Yeah, I would probably go two and a half on that one personally on the under if that's what I was looking. But no. Oh, wait, there
1: is an over-under out. Okay, uh, one and a half. The under is only plus 105. Uh, I would still lean that way, but it's not a yeah, five-round
0: fight. These guys feel each other. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about that. I would so just say I just want to say that Yuri Prakowska is just a massive hype but he's been living up to it but he's also yeah. spent a long time in the other federations but I don't remember him fighting a grappler like global yeah I
1: don't know about his ground game have we seen I, him I, on the ground I, no I don't and, think we have. And, and,
0: and and all the public's gonna be all over this guy by KO blah 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 you're gonna get terrible prices on it and i I
1: love i love him man i love i do too i mean i i've got a lot of fucking respect for glover me too And, and and the way he has been killing it on the ground lately and just not being familiar with yuri's skills on the ground i definitely can't lay a minus 180 price now that i'm not saying i won't do a prop for yuri to win by ko especially if it's I don't know if it will be plus money though. It'll probably be just like twenty cents less than the straight price, right? Yeah, I would think you know, so. I would like one sixty. Uh, you're
0: you're not going to get much with. I mean, they might. It might be minus one twenty by KO or something like that. It'd be a inside little bit,
1: the distance would probably be even money, maybe. Uh,
0: inside the distance would be worse. That would be minus one forty, I think. Because,
1: oh yeah, what am I talking? About? Duh, my fault.
0: My, yeah, my yeah, fault. no, it's all good, man. It's, and so it, it's just some real exciting stuff coming up in the in the UFC and. You did nail Nagano. We did. We talked about that a little bit. Nice job. I thought that.
1: Uh, oh, I wasn't feeling very good about that going to <laughs> round three. Well, did, uh, oh, God had him to, just, have... in
0: round five and just just to do some stupid submission move, and the guy just put him on his back and sat there the whole rest of the fight. I mean,
1: yeah, he gave up that position. That was wild, man. Um, what well, I uh, where'd my? Uh, I was gonna look at some future fights and see what I. Uh, you think the zombie... I'm going to go to that fight in Jacksonville. You think a zombie's got any any chance against Volkanovski?
0: I don't want to... I, I think the zombie is still underrated in people's eyes. and um, But Volkanovski is just the perfect fighter. Just the perfect size. He has a great kick game. He kicks the shit out of your legs. I... I, I'm going to find it very hard to to bet against Volkanovsky in that fight. But I haven't obviously handicapped it yet, my friend. But we're out of time, Brian. My man, thank you for all this great information. Had a blast with you as usual. Where could our listeners get your premium information, plays, wh- whatnot, whatever they want?
1: Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at VegasBEdwards. Um, uh, my content is at MajorWager.com. Uh, You can find my picks where I'm on a 25-7 and run in college basketball on VegasInsider.com. And I'm not that great about updating (laughs) BrianEverSports.com here recently. But uh, I have been posting my picks there since I got hot last Wednesday, so you can check those out uh, there. Uh, Thanks for having me, as always, Kiev. We could always go like five hours, but uh, fortunately, you've called an into to it, so that's good. Got to uh, <laughs> Gotta get to I the bus need, stop, my man. That's the problem. I need the kids to check some injuries <laughs> and uh, get, get, some, uh, get more focused on these games we got starting in an hour or so.
0: Oh, man, totally, man. Make sure you guys check out Brian at Vegas Insider and Major Wager.
1: Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Ya.
0: All right, my friends. A huge thanks to Brian Edwards for coming on and talking some college basketball as well as some ufc should you have any questions for us feel free to tweet us at the odds breakers i hope you all enjoy your weekend enjoy all the games all the fights and go get some winners